When I say the name of your employer, you say yes. Practice. Yes. Gamora. Juarez. Gambino. Do you understand the rules? My fuck. Kill you both. That's all I know. everybody to another episode of thr present street beans i'm your host brian with me as always is my brother nez what's up man uh, hey everyone again my fault life everything and uh yeah we're finally back should have been back weeks ago but uh too much shit is going on but we're here now yeah we're we're here for you guys so we gotta crank this one out but um this was my choice what did we do the last time? I don't even remember. Been a while. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't even remember what the hell we did. Uh, well, other than wrestling, I don't. I don't even fucking remember. Um, we did. We did something. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone. I sorry. Yeah, it's how long it's been. I don't remember. But uh, tonight we're coming at you with a film that came out in 2016. Uh, directed by Gavin O'Connor, and this is Academy Award winner Ben Affleck in The Accountant. I need to know who he is, how he does it, and who survives this kind of clientele. The secrets this guy has. The accountant? It's a cover. He's different. Nothing short of supernatural. He's got a PhD in black money. He's capable more than we know. He's a killer. Only when someone breaks his moral code. Who are you? The Accountant. Rated R. Action thriller. Uh, Christian Wolf is a mathematics savant with more affinity of numbers than people. Using a small town CPA office as a cover, he makes his living as a freelance accountant for dangerous criminal organizations. With a treasury agent hot on his heels, Christian takes on a state-of-the-art robotics company as a legitimate client. As Wolf gets closer to the truth about the discrepancy that involves millions of dollars, the body count starts to rise. All right. Uh, IMDb, as a math savant, uncooks the books for a new client. The treasury department closes in on his activities and the body count starts to arise. Okay. Uh, again, uh, Academy Award winner, Ben Affleck, uh, Anna Kendrick, um, J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons, uh, Shane, a.k.a. The Punisher, uh, John Bernthal, a Jeffrey Tambor, a Cynthia Addie Robinson, I believe, uh, Jane Smart, John Lithgow, and a bunch of other people. All right. This was my first time. Uh, watching this film uh, a lot of people were telling me to watch it and i just ah, i'll watch it whenever i get to it uh, i did pick up the blu-ray and it's still uh in the wrapper so stream fiends might as well give it a shot but before i get into what i thought about it, what'd you think of this one 
I thought this movie was badass. Uh, first time I caught this was in the theater. I uh, didn't know what to expect. I knew it was an action movie. I knew it had Ben Affleck and uh, John Bernthal. But, yeah, when I came into it, it was it was just badass action. I, I liked the whole aspect of uh, Ben Affleck's character having autism and just kind of being a little shut off from everybody else, but being, you know, super good at certain things and uh, kicking ass is one of them. And this kind of came out right, I think it came out right after John Wick. So you kind of got that John Wick style of action. And uh, yeah, Anna Kendrick, uh, John Lithgow, you know, a whole bunch of people pop up in this one. And uh, yeah, definitely a good one. And I can't believe it took you this long to watch it. Yeah, I don't even remember when I bought that Blu-ray. I want to say it was during one of the Thanksgiving sales or whatever. And I remember people talking about it, but I still didn't know what it was about. But I guess if someone would have told me what it was about, I would have watched it. But I was just like, eh, I just, I, a lot of my movies, I just, some are still wrapped. I just buy and put them on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were scrolling around trying to find something to watch, I was like, you know what? All right, just give me a reason to watch this. I mean, I love Ben Affleck, and uh, I love uh, Anna Kendrick. Not in everything she did. I tried with those Pitch Perfect films, but uh, I couldn't do it. I love Fat Amy, but I still couldn't do it. Never Uh, seen one at all. (laughs) She had... Uh, she was in uh, Twilight films, but she wasn't one of the main stars and everything else she's popped up in. But yeah, this movie was bad ass. I was in as soon as, as soon as the beginning. I I was I, I I'm in. I can't stop watching this. Uh, at first, I was kind of like fiddling on my phone, but then the story was getting really interesting and what was happening. Starting off uh, being in the younger years of uh, Christian Wolf, that's Ben Affleck's character, uh, dealing with uh, autism at a young age, as well as his uh, younger sister, I believe. She also was dealing with it. And um, was uh, Braxton his older brother or younger brother? Older. Okay. Because at the end, eh, he does not look older than Ben Affleck, but I I don't know. But um, (laughs) (laughs) the beginning was kind of rough because uh, Christian is um, making a puzzle and uh, he he's like one of those guys that he like has to finish it, or if he doesn't finish whatever he's doing, he he starts to um like have an episode because he was like just really I need to finish, I need to finish, and he was like pounding his head, and uh, his brother Braxton was just sitting there watching him. His mom wanted to get him help, like send him to a uh, a neuroscience uh, treatment center, but. His dad was just old school military. Hell nah. These are just kids acting out. Uh, we'll deal with it our way. But we can, we can clearly see that uh, Christian and his sister were just... Uh, his sister seemed to be a little worse. She was... Because she was one of those rockers and was just not really uh, there. And the older brother was... Or the younger brother was just... Braxton was just like kind of... Like uh, he he seemed more mad uh, about what was going on, but he knew that was his brother and his sister, and he loved him. But the mom kind of just got fed up with it, and she just she bounced. She she just, she couldn't handle it anymore. And, uh, the dad was just like, ah, get out, and 
Braxton was mad because he like basically gave his mom the finger and told her to fuck off. Mm-hmm. So she left, and Christian was just kind of like, "Well, what's happening?" He was sad that his mom was leaving because he was he had a little episode, but his dad calmed him down. But then his dad decided to do it his way, and was t- taking him. Uh, did he take him to like another part of the world so they can uh, train martial arts? I want to say he took him to Indonesia. Okay. Yeah, so he because his teacher even even his teacher was like, "All right, that's enough." Because he was training them and and they were they were fighting each other, but then they had there was a, a lesson where they had to the Christian and his brother had to take on uh, their sensei, and he the sensei was guy was just beating the hell out of him, but then he was like, "All right, that's enough." But the dad was like, "Nope, nope, keep going, keep going, yeah, doing more." Yeah. He was like, did did they take you down? And he was like, no. And then he was like, they're not done. Yeah, I was like, man, I mean, that was like borderline abuse. Uh, but um, I can see what he was trying to do, but I don't, I don't think that would help the situation with w- what's going on. Uh, I see. I, I kind of got the the how his dad was um, trying to get Christian just to quote unquote be normal. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, uh, I was, I was feeling kind of bad. I was like mad at the dad for for what he was doing uh, to his sons. So these these were all just flashbacks, and then this is when we get into the story of uh, who Christian is and what he's doing. You come to find out that he's got his own little accountant practice, and he's just kind of laying, kind of laying in the cut of uh, where he where he where he was at. Uh, then we get a, some other characters. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson, he is uh, Ray King. I think he was the uh, they CIA or FBI? Um, I think they were FBI, but I think they were he was a head of the like fraud or something department, something with money. He was the Treasury Director. Yeah, there you go. And, and uh, he was. Um, He's on the verge of retiring within months, and he had to get his uh, data data analysis. Uh, young lady, beautiful young lady, uh, Mary Beth uh, Medina, I think that's how you say her last name. And he was just trying to get her to help him solve this case because they they were having cases of they they were trying to figure out who this unknown uh, assassin was because there's uh, there's video and everything. Of uh, this guy going into this mob boss. I think they were in New York. Or that, I just assumed it was New York. <laughs> These uh, mob mafia guys and, and going in there and, and killing them all. But uh, we get to that story later on. And, on uh, on why Ray is so eager to figure out who this, this un- unknown guy is in it. But when he's dealing with uh, Mary Beth. He, he's trying to. He kind of like. I figured he was trying to get people, but couldn't. But then he found her, and Mary Beth didn't put. She had a, a, a criminal record when she was a juvenile, but she didn't put it on her her application or whatever to be a part of uh, this this organization. And it was like I don't remember what she did, but it was like to the point where if you don't do what I'm telling you to do to help me find out who this guy is. I'm going to blow the whistle on you and you're going to go to prison. 
Yeah, if I remember it, I mean, it was bad, but it didn't sound that bad. I think she, I think somebody sold her sister some drugs and she found them and like beat the shit out of them. Yeah, but I'm like, is it, do you go to prison if you don't uh, put down your criminal records? I don't know. I mean, he, he had <laughs> all her information. He had like pictures of her little gun tattoo on her hip. Yeah, I'm like he like he had her little criminal record. I don't think I think it was just that one thing she had done, but it was must have been that bad to where he he was holding that over her head. Basically, look, if you don't help me, I'm gonna I'm gonna show everyone this and then your ass out. So she kind of just well, all right. So she joined in on it. I mean, it, she did get a. I think I think she was just more scared of anything because I didn't think it, it was that big of a deal on what she had done to to go to prison. I mean, she already paid for it if she had the criminal record, but I, I don't know. It's, that's like how the government works, I guess. So she's trying to figure out. She's got all kinds of the, the video of what they filmed of him, uh, like uh, going outside. It was like mainly just stuff from the in, from the outside streets. Uh, come, come to find out later on in the film, we're gonna jump all over the place. Later, earlier or in the film, the actual person that uh, why Ray was looking for this uh, unknown assailant is because he was there. He was on a stakeout, watching that place when this unknown guy walked in there and killed everybody. And uh, he was there. He he went in, but he didn't get killed. That guy kind of just let him go. So that's why he was like, I need to find out who this dude is before I retire. Or it's just, we're probably just going to mess with him his whole life. So that was the reason why he was, he got Mary Beth to join in to help him do it. Um, and then, then we start to go into uh, Christian's background. He was uh, an accountant for all these criminal people. I mean, not just like the mob and everything. He was like dealing with uh, foreign uh, criminals. Uh, basically, I don't know. If, I don't want to call them terrorist organizations, but it seemed like it, like it was. But and he was also. Did they just get him for his accounting skills, or were they getting him for the his because he was an assassin? I think that tied in later. I think right now it was about the money. Okay. That he was connected to all these people as a quote unquote accountant. Because he, he, because he was really good with numbers. Like I said, he was a savant. He could sit there and just add up numbers like within seconds in his head. I mean, I wish I could do that. That's why my math skills were no good. But he. Um, he was still dealing with the, the mental issues of, uh, his autism. He kind of had it under control, but there were still certain things that he had to do, uh, on a daily basis to keep himself quote unquote normal. I didn't, I didn't kind of understand that cause he would, would go into his house, have this crazy music blasting and the strobe light. And what was he doing with that little rolling pin on his legs? I think he was strengthening his shins. I was like, ah, I tried that when I was watching it. I was just a, a little, <laughs> one of my kids, my grandson's toys. I was like, oh, hell no. 
Uh, I assume, okay, if, if that works, that works. I, I that Maybe that's why mine aren't strong as his. But I was like, oh, man. Because, I mean, I've known, I'd had a couple friends that had, had autism. Not to this degree that he had, but there was just slight stuff that they, like, would do all the time. Um, they both worked and they both can went to school and everything, but there was, as I got to know them, there were certain little things that they did, but they were, they were always straight up with me. They look, this is what I do. Don't, don't be weird out, weird about it. I'm like, okay, whatever, man, that, that's your life. Do what you want to do. But yeah, I thought that was, it wasn't weird. It, I mean, it was just, if you're not familiar with that type of stuff, you probably would think it was weird, but, um, uh, this character, Christian, we knew. Uh, already how he was when he was younger and he was like much better now but he still had to do those uh, I assume they were daily rituals to help him try to stay focused uh, on what he was doing so yeah because I, I did love the part in the beginning when he was dealing with this uh, local farmer uh, and his wife they were trying to do their uh, their taxes and everything I guess they were doing an audit on them and uh I guess it was it cost like a ton of money, and then he was trying to help them mm-hmm. with it because uh, he was like, "Well, he was asking the wife, well, do you what do you do?'" And she goes, "Oh, I make little trinket things here and there." And he was like, "Oh, well, where do you do this?" And he goes, "Oh, it's in the and not just in the the living room." And he went, "Oh, your workspace." And she was like, "No." Uh, and he was like, okay, well, where do you get all this supplies? Oh, I just go to the local craft store. And he went, in the company car. He was <laughs> like, um, no. And he, he was looking at it like he was trying to help them with it. And then when he was telling, talking to the, the husband, the farmer guy, and he goes, yeah, well, how big is your wife's uh, workspace? Oh, it's such and such feet. And he was like pointing up. And then they were like, uh, and then he kept making it. He was basically helping them so they can have a cheaper, uh, I assume, bill to pay or whatever. So I thought that was really cool. He he wasn't just some slimy sleaze, uh, just trying to get paid. He was helping out the the common the common man that was out there working. So I thought that was really cool. And that guy kind of just like, hey, yeah, man, uh, if you ever need some, just come out to my farm and. Uh, I got plenty of room, and that's when he told him, "Goes, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm, a, I shoot, uh, I shoot guns and practice." And I, oh, okay, so that's when he told me, "Yeah, just come out, and I got all kinds of land. You can shoot all you want." And I don't know what kind of gun that was he had. It was some big, huge sniper rifle or something. Remind me of those guns they had in RoboCop when they were running yeah, around blowing like everything up. <laughs> most powerful sniper rifle I've ever seen. Because when he's he he had these cantaloupes set up on a fence, and I don't know how far it was, but far away from him. They said he was pretty far, but, but apparently that gun could shoot like uh, half a mile or something like that, um, or maybe a mile. I can't remember what they said. Because the, the farmer guy was watching him, he's like, "Man, what's this guy doing? That's hella far." He goes, he was talking to himself or talking to his wife. He's like, I'm, "Even in my best day, I don't think I can do it." And. He shot all those little cantaloupes, and he was like, whoa, he was just amazed. Yeah, when they were showing that gun, that clip that was in it, I don't know how big those those shells were, man, but they're, they're, they're probably those big, long ones, too. So I wouldn't want to get hit by that. So that's what he was doing. He was working in his little accounting firm, but then he got called by um, 
these uh, living robotics uh, company to, to help them do uh, some uh, audit stuff because um, what's her nuts? What the hell was her name? Hannah Kendrick, Dana Cummings. She was uh, an accountant for living robotics. Uh, she had noticed that there were some kind of discrepancies uh, within the, the books and basically money was, was missing. And she re- she kind of knew, but she really didn't know exactly how much. So that's when they hired um, John Lithgow and uh, his wife and their company. They they hired them to uh, come fix the books. So he goes in and he kind of finds out what's what's going on, what happened, and how much money. But then he was like, "All right, I need all the books for the last fifteen years." I think it was 15, 15 or 10 years. And then he just starts going through it all in this one big room. And that's when they go, okay, well, here's this. Dana's going to help you. And he was kind of like, well, first he was like, I don't, I don't need help. But then they were like, no, no, you, you, you need her. So he's like, oh, all right. So he kind of helps her. He goes to work and does it all in a night. And he's one of those guys, like, once you get get going he can't stop doing what he's doing until he's done so that's why when the next morning they came in he had all the little whiteboards written all over it and there was these glass windows in that room he was in he wrote all on there he had everything laid out on the table and he figured how much money was missing was missing i think it was like 61 million and some change Mm -hmm. And they were like, what? And then they were like, yeah. So he was like, this is this is what's missing. And they were trying to figure out who was doing it. And um, he was like, I don't know, but this is this is how much is missing. And they were like, oh, okay. And they basically, can you help us figure it out? But when the, the higher-ups in the company found out that uh, he figured out the exact amount of money that was missing. That's and they were like, mm, okay, um, you know what? Uh, here's your pay, and uh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll you're good. You, you can go. Because one of the days he came back, and he had there was all these cleaning men packing everything up and erasing all his work that was on the windows and the walls. And he was like, I'm not done. I'm not done. I thought he was gonna flip out on him. Well, I mean, like, eventually he flipped out later. Yeah, but I thought he was an ah, like start hitting his head or anything because he didn't finish. Because in in uh in one of the scenes earlier when he was younger, he was putting a puzzle together, and he couldn't find the last. He had fallen on the floor, and he was ah screaming and going all mad, and he was flipping out. And his sister was getting all riled up because her brother was getting riled up. But Braxton walked over, found the piece, and gave it to his brother, and his brother was able to put it in, and it kind of calmed him down. So he was. Like, oh, I got to finish, I got to finish. But at this point, we didn't know why they didn't They didn't want him to do it. But later we figure out that, or uh, he figures out that it was the company that was stealing the money. Basically, like, um, uh, they weren't they weren't buying shit. What were, that? what were they doing with that? I can't remember now. Um, I, think, I think he explains it later that they were taking the money. And putting it back in, they were doing some kind of scam to put it back into business to make it look like nothing was being taken. Yeah, it was like they took the sixty-one million and embezzled it, 
And I think they were just putting it right back into the company so it wouldn't raise any suspicion. Because I don't think anyone was rolling around in nice fat rides and buying giant mansions and buying all kinds of stuff. It was whatever they were doing. They were doing something crooked within their company. I think this is when we get introduced to John Bernthal because he goes to visit the, the CFO. Yeah, that's right. Cause he met him. Yeah. Uh, who hired him? I can't remember. I think it was, was it. Well, we're jumping back and forth, right? Yeah. It was John Lithgow. Okay. All right. So yeah, he he was the one that that was dirty. So other than uh, J. Jonah Jameson, whatever his name was, <laughs> Ray, I think him and uh, the the young sister uh, Mary Beth. While they were still trying to figure out who Christian was, um, all this, that, that was the other side story, them running around. It was basically they heard just trying to figure out everything. They did eventually fi- figure out who he was. Um, and they had audio recording of him, but they really couldn't make out what he was saying. Because he was kind of like uh, whispering something when right before he killed all those mafia guys. Um... They figured out who he was, that he had his own little practice, and he was, um, she also did more deep dives that he owned that little uh, strip mall area. It was like a nail place, and I can't remember what was next to him. I think it was like a chicken shack or something. Oh. Yeah, so they figured out that, and then they were kind of like, why does he own all this, and who... Who is he? Because at this point, they still couldn't figure out why he was doing this because he had his own little businesses and everything. But so, yeah, the um, yeah, Shane and Shane. Um, yeah, um, Braxton, the John Bernthal, they go to uh, I think this guy was like the second in command. They go to uh, says he was uh, the CFO. Uh, his name was Ed Chilton, I think. Um, they go to his house and they force him to overdose on his insulin. Yeah, basically, they, yeah, they gave him they gave him a choice. Basically, you overdose and make it look like an accident, or we're gonna go rape and kill your wife. Yeah, so he were he was like, oh fuck, and yeah, um, Braxton, he was just sitting there eating, I don't know, cereal or something, <laughs> drinking milk, talking to him. And they, he gave that guy the option, look, this, you got to do this or this is going to happen. So he ended up uh, killing himself by uh, overdosing on his insulin. Um, because later after, when they all figure out and find out uh, that he was dead, um, I can't remember who it was they were saying. They said, this, is, this, this isn't like him. He, he's been taking this forever, and he knows how much insulin to take. And they weren't sure on why. Um, he did that. So I think it was John Lithgow's sister. Oh, that's right. The, it was. the older lady. I think her name was Rita. Yeah. That's right. And because they were like, all right, well, that's that. So he's dead. Um, yeah, because she was also in the company because she was what was the one that, that helped uh, bring Christian in when he first came on the scene uh, at the company when he was uh, fixing the books. But then uh, they ended up killing her because uh, oh, oh, oh wait a minute uh, after um, 
after that CFO guy got killed, they were just trying to get Christian away. Like, all right, just just go back to here's your check and go back to your to your normal life. But since he knew and um, uh, Dana Anna Kendrick's character knew about how much money was missing and everything, so that's when they figured they they had to send the hit, hit squads after them. Uh, did they did they go after Christian first, or did they go after? Oh, they did. That's right, because he was um, Christian was out shooting again. He went out to that farmer's house, and uh, two dudes showed up there. Yeah, that bald, dirty uh, guy that's in all the action movies. Yeah, it was, he was one of those that guys. They went out there and basically had guns to the heads of, of the the two, uh, the the couple of the farmers that lived there. And they were like, well, where is he? And go, well, he's outside shooting. So they were kind of like looking around. The, one of the dudes was inside. The other guy walked outside to go look for him. And she took one to the head. And they were like, ah! So he starts blasting. And then they were getting trying to uh, get out of the house and use uh, the two farmers, uh, the, the farmer and his wife, as shields. And he gets in the truck. But then he gets blasted. Uh, but before um, before he killed him, before he actually yeah, took him out, he wanted to know who who sent you and who are you after? Why are you guys after me? And now he just told me, yeah, we were supposed to get you and we're supposed to get uh, this other girl. So he was like, shit. So he knew that they were going after Dana. So he just, she killed that dude too. And he jumped in his truck and all ass. Oh, let me go back. Earlier in the film, uh, uh, Christian had this uh, like storage room with like one of those trailers in it, mm-hmm. and in, inside that trailer was his uh, like his vault. He had all his weapons in there. He had uh, tons of money, and when the camera's kind of going around the room, you just see all these artwork and just little trinkets of this and that. He had, I think it was like either I think it was Darth Vader's uh, lightsaber, like one used in the film. Because it, it was really expensive. Because I remember when he was opening the drawer, he found he had those uh those graded comic books. I think he mm-hmm. had like Action Sports Number One, the first appearance of Superman, and he had all these uh, Pollock pictures on the walls and everything. Mm-hmm. And bars of gold. Yeah, it was just all this shit in there. And, he, and we at this point we didn't know what it meant, but so uh, yeah. So flashback forward after he goes racing over to Dana's. Uh, she lives in Chicago, so he was over there trying to find her to get to her house, but he gets there. She's just coming home from the store, and she's in the elevator with some dude, and she goes uh, to her apartment. And then uh, when she's going in, two guys come charging in, uh, and, they're, and they're getting ready to kill her. But by then, Christian shows up, and he's in the hall walking around. He sees the guys that are in there. He ends up smoking those dudes. Well, he came just walking down the hall like nothing was happening. He just started blasting fools. And then he got into the apartment, uh, killed the killed the first guy. And the other dude was in the, in the bathroom getting ready to kill Dana. But then she uh, she kind of fought him with him and she was uh, hitting him, uh, beating him up in there in the bathroom. But then he, he kind of like overcame her. But then that's when Christian came in and whooped shit out of him and killed him. Yeah. Used his face to break the sink. <laughs> And then she was like, "What's going on?" He goes, "We got to get out of here." So they they end up hauling ass out of there. 
he takes her back to her trailer and then that's when she was like what the fuck is all this shit well first he told her he was like look just stay out here i gotta go in here and get something and then she don't listen she goes in and starts looking around like what and she goes are those paintings real and he's like yeah where'd you get those well they're 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 payments and she's like what and then now we're figuring it out that all these people that he was doing bad shit for um I'm, I'm sure most of them gave him money but then there's sometimes where you got stuff that's worth more uh than what you're then they were giving him paintings and gave him that lightsaber and those the superman number one comics and shit like that so uh where'd they go oh, they ended up going to a hotel right yeah he took her to a fancy hotel and she's wondering why a fancy hotel they're trying to lay low and it's because he he said because he thought she would like it because he's he likes her but he's like doesn't know how to go about expressing feelings and stuff yeah because when she when they were walking into some fancy old hotel she goes i can't afford this and he goes don't worry about it my treat <laughs> so he kind of just takes her up the room and room service and all that just just trying to hide it was a good place to hide because no one's going to be looking for him in some fancy place to be looking for you like in motel six or some shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we find out that, uh, Shane's on the case. Now him and his crew are all going, uh, trying to hunt down, um, Christian. And during all this, um, uh, the, what's his name? Um, Ray and, uh, Mary Beth, they're, they're closing in on him and, the, and they're, they're, they're getting ready to um they, they knew who he was now and they were going after him and looking for him but he's he's on the run uh trying to get away from all these assassins and everything because he ends up going to uh that lady's house to, to check on her to make sure um if she was involved in it but when he gets to her house she's dead she had a bullet hole in her head and then uh i think did Shane Shane did uh, Braxton go up there and kill her? I think so. I, I think that was one of his hits that he had to do because Christian was waiting outside and he saw Braxton. Well, at this, he didn't know who it was. He just saw him walking down the hall or walking down the street. Braxton's walking along and then he turns around, just starts unloading his gun. But Christian was was hiding, so he he didn't he didn't see him. So like fuck, and that's when he went back in the house, and that's when he found that uh, that lady uh, was dead. Uh, she was the one. Um, John Lithgow's sister found out that she was dead. She was married to the other dude that they made him uh, overdose of insulin. Because uh, he, because when they were talking to him in the beginning, he was saying, "Well, yeah, he's like my best friend, and he's my business partner, and all this." They're talking about John Lithgow. His name was Lamar Blackburn. He was the CEO of Living Robotics. He was telling him all that. So, um, so Christian knows uh, who who's dirty. That's when they figured out that it was uh, John Lithgow's character. Um, the Treasury Department still searching for him. Did before the finale, the 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 battle at the end. Did where did he where did he tell? Uh, they needed to go. Anna Kendrick's character, because she she was helping him for a while, but then before he started killing everyone, she he kind of told her to get lost. I forgot where. I know. 
uh, J. Jonah Jameson and the other agent. I know they were at uh, what's his name's house. That's when they found out who his has identity. Well, not his identity, just kind of where he was living and. Yeah, because they went to his house and there was basically nothing in there. Yeah, but they found like the big ass gun in the garage and how he had the the whole perimeter had like cameras, like motion ca- sensor cameras, and so he had that big gallon gun behind the yeah, curtains. <laughs> yeah, and then that, that's when they, he tells the story, tells the agent the story of uh, of him meeting the basically meeting the accountant and the accountant was going to kill him but spared his life yeah i can't remember what i get yeah i can't remember what he told dana basically like don't don't uh can't be around me anymore because i'm about to go uh lay my smack down on the bad guys so he goes to um uh, blackburn's mansion and Shane and all those guys, uh, Braxton, they're all in there waiting. Like, all right. And then he was kind of, I mean, Braxton was talking to him like, I don't know what you, I don't think you realize who you're dealing with. This guy is a, a professional. And basically, well, we're professionals too, but this guy is something else. Yeah. His next and, level shit. <laughs> and I know there was a, there was a part in the movie where something was said that made him think it could be his brother. I forgot what it was. See, I didn't catch any of that. Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> <They're>, sorry. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. I was shocked at the end. <laughs> yeah, the, the, but there was like a little something uh, doing this rewatch. There was a, I forgot what it was. Fuck, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fucking kill me now. But it, it was something said that made him kind of like have this look on his face like he might know who it is. I didn't. I didn't catch it. I, I watched this twice, and I didn't. I didn't catch it. Uh, so yeah, Christian shows up to um, Blackburn's mansion. Uh, Braxton and his whole crew are in there, uh, waiting. Got guys outside, and everybody's just strapped to the gills on the inside. So they're kind of just doing the radio checks, going around checking the perim- perimeter. Uh, one of the dudes isn't answering, and then the camera shows, and we see him laying there with a bullet hole in his head. So we know Christian's uh, Christian's in town. So they're all kind of looking out the window. Uh, John Lithgow, uh, Blackburn, he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why aren't you guys going after him? Come on. You're trying to kill me. And then uh, Braxton's he's sitting there looking at a laptop watching all the surveillance cameras that are all over the building. Excuse me. So and one by one, Christian is just lighting these fools up. He's just blasting everybody. Uh, that he sees and everyone that comes at him. I love the scene when he was hiding behind that little wall. And uh, these soldiers, these little hitmen guys weren't very good because they just aren't trying to hide for nothing. They were running all out in the open. (laughs) And he was blasting them because when he was hiding by that little wall, he like slid on the grass and (laughs) popped in a few into those fools. And I really loved... Uh, that scene, there was one guy at the door and um, Braxton was talking about, yeah, man, he's uh, he's really good. He's, you know what, uh, uh, whatever, whatever bullet does to your head and then that foot gets blasted in the head. And then ah, so they, they started uh, trying to run, uh, run and just, just hide. 
But uh, Christian ends up getting in, and Blackburn is like, fuck, man, he's in my house. What are you guys doing? Because you're hearing gunshots and, and fights uh, upstairs because Christian was just smoking everybody. And uh, and there's he had some hand-to-hand combat. He was fighting some guys uh, in the hall. Did he end up getting shot by one of the yeah. dudes? Yeah. Yeah, I think he took a round or maybe a couple rounds, but he was still – kicking ass so he ends up killing all those dudes that were upstairs and he finally goes downstairs um and he's fighting this other guy that guy was bringing it to him for a minute i think it was like uh the second in command uh under braxton because he was kicking his ass for a minute but then uh christian got the upper hand and just fucking killed him shot him and when he was um christian was leaning against the wall he, he was mumbling something. I can't remember what it was. It was something that, that was helping him, I assume, calm down, that he had to repeat to himself. And uh, when uh, Braxton was wa- looking at the surveillance cameras, he noticed he got, he got a clear shot of who this guy was. And this is when, this is when it snapped to me because the, the look on his face when he's looking at the screen, like, fuck. That's when I went, <gasps> that's his brother. <laughs> so I, that it was a shocker to me because I didn't I did not see that coming at all. So he's like, "Fuck!" So he kind of the John Lithgow screaming, "What the fuck? Why don't, you, why don't you do go out there and kill this guy before he kills me?" So Braxton comes walking out, and uh, Christian is lean, is like hiding on the floor behind this wall, but he hears uh, Braxton stepping stepping out. And then he kind of looks around the corner, and it's when he notices that that's his his brother. So then they're like, fuck, man. And then Braxton's like, like, what are you doing? I mean, I, I didn't know it was you. And, and then Christian was just looking at him. And then Braxton was like, what? No, how are you doing? Or, hey, brother, and I haven't seen you in a while. And they were kind of really arguing. And uh, Braxton started getting in Christian's face. He goes, look, man. He goes, it's your, it's your fucking fault that, that uh, Pops is dead. He's like, why did you guys go to that funeral? All right, I forgot about this until just now. Hmm. Earlier in the film, Christian and his dad, um, uh, Christian's mom died. I think she had like, cancer or something. And they showed up to uh, his funeral. Oh, I fucking totally forgot about that other dude. Uh, They go to the funeral and uh, uh, his mom's husband recognized them and then they kind of get into it, uh, into a a fight. Uh, Some guys come out. Uh, Christian ends up uh, beating the shit out of all of them. Did did he shoot anyone? I I don't remember. No, I I think think that yeah, he just fought him. He's beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, so that that was uh oh uh the dad ended up getting killed at that funeral. Yeah. Yes, I I, I think I think somebody shot him. I can't remember because he ended up dying. Um, and Christian went to prison for for all that and. Mm. This is where he learned uh, some more stuff because he was he his cellmate was this guy named Francis Silverberg, and it turned out he was doing dirty shit for the mob and everything too, but he got I think he got caught and he had to he had to go to prison, but Francis was teaching Christian all 
uh, all his secrets and everything. And I think that's how he got into that life of crime, dealing with criminals, uh, doing uh, their accounting shit for him. I think that's how he got sucked into that. But he was always yeah. telling him, giving him um, uh, secrets on how to do it and how to, I think, how to deal with his his autism. Helping him, yeah. hey, you need to learn. You need to learn this. Yeah, he was teaching him how to how how to talk to people and what to say and how to say it. And yeah, because when that guy got out of prison, um, the mob caught up to him. I think he rolled over on, on the mob. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I don't know why they didn't get someone to kill him in prison. I think because Christian was there. I think he. So, yeah, I think it was part. Of, he had Christian, and I think he he was under witness protection, but that all came to an end when he got released. So he was just kind of left out there with nobody. Yeah. It was like soon as, cause Christian was still locked up. And when that guy, Francis got out, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, he's been in a million things. Last thing I watched him in was Mr. Mom. And that was an old movie. But yeah, as soon as he got out, the mob got a hold of him and, uh, they, uh, tortured him and killed him. Um, and, uh, that's right, shit. And I now remember this is coming back to me. Though that mob that killed him, that was who Ray, uh J. Jonah Jameson, was um uh, casing out their joint, watch, keeping an eye on, on surveillance on them. And that's when Christian went in there and killed all of them because they killed his friend, uh Francis Silverberg. That was why he went in there and killed all those dudes. And Ray, uh J. Jonah Jameson was trying to figure out who who that unknown guy was. So Yeah, wasn't it got, wasn't it Ray's fault that they, they took witness protection away from the guy? Yeah. Okay. So he kind of so, felt responsible from the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, all that was coming to a head, but back to the end, uh yeah, because uh Braxton was yelling at Christian, he goes, It's your it's your fault that Pop's dead and all this, and he was like, Ah, so they they started fighting each other. They were like hand to hand, whooping the shit out of each other. But um, Christian wasn't really, he was fighting, but he wasn't really fighting. He was basically just kind of grabbing him and throwing him around. But then Braxton was like, come on, why don't you fight me? Come on. He was like yelling at him. And he, and it was just, so Christian just, ah, he got mad. That's when he started fighting back and he was beating the shit out of Braxton. But then he kind of just stopped. And he didn't want to kill him or anything. He pulled out his gun and stuck it to his head, but he just kind of, I think he did that just to calm him down because he had stopped and they were sitting there talking. And Braxton was just like, man, I, just, I missed you, man. He goes, you're, just, you're my brother and I love you. I'll do anything for you. He goes, you just disappeared and and fuck mom. She she just walked out on us and all that. So he, they were just kind of just rec- reconciling. And then yeah, I think he had a problem with the dad too because I'm remembering he says something like, "You came back and went to him, and you didn't come to me first. Well, that's right. So uh, yeah, I think hmm. he I think he was mad. Braxton was mad at his dad for what. Uh what he did to them. I mean, he wasn't physically abusing them. It was just, um, he was mad at all the shit that they had to learn to, to, to protect themselves and everything. Yeah, so I think he was just like, more mad or like mental abuse. Yeah. He was mad for all that shit. And then, yeah, when after his mom died, cause he, he cause Braxton just kind of pretty much wrote his mom off because she left them. 
So he's like, fuck that bitch. I don't want nothing to do with her. But yeah, the dad and all them, I guess he, he was still in love with his wife. So he wanted to see her one last time. And then all hell broke loose. So they kind of just kind of hash it out. And uh, Braxton was like, well, can I see you again? And he's like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll hook up again. And he tells him, well, uh, oh, no, no, no. Before, while they're talking, um, Blackburn, John Lithgow's character, he came running out like, what the fuck, man? Ah, this guy just, he's going to ruin me and he killed this and that person. And, da, 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 da. and he was just bat- ranting off on some shit. And the smoothest fuck, Christian just pulled out his gun and poosh, shot him in the head and then just kept talking <laughs> to his brother. And then, uh, so basically, evil was punished. That the John Lithgow was the one that was stealing all the money uh, from from the company, and uh, so he was dead. And then uh, Braxton and Christian were talking, and then he's like, "Well, uh, how how will how will I find you?" This is what Braxton said to Christian. And he just looked at him and goes, "Don't worry about it. I'll find you." And then, <laughs> uh, that see was you, see you next week. Yeah, he said that. They kind of just uh, left each other. We go to um, uh, uh, Ray and uh, Mary Beth, uh, and they're having some kind of briefing and basically telling them that, yeah, we we found out who the guy is and all that. And they didn't say he got away, but they're just saying this. This, this case is closed. <laughs> yeah, there's another part we skipped over when they got that phone call at Christian's house from Christian's uh, handler that speaks to him on the phone. Yeah. And that's when you find out they kind of give him tips on stuff. So that's why they didn't really uh, tell who he was. I, th- I don't think they were after him to catch him i think he was just more he needed to know who he was yeah because i mean they never she's running around looking for him this whole time but they never actually uh meet up or anything because we um uh we see chris no we see uh what's her name um dana anna kendrick's character she's at home and she gets some kind of uh, package and she opens it up and it's this big uh, painting of the, those dogs playing poker. And they were they were kind of talking about it earlier in the film because she asked him why why do you like this and he goes because it's cool these dogs are playing poker. <laughs> so she's looking at it at this picture at this big huge painting, and then she notices it like why is this so thick and then she kind of pulls back the little dogs playing poker picture that's on the front and underneath is a, an original Pollock painting. It kind of reminded me of how uh, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen's um, uh, Frankenstein guitar looked. It kind of had mm. that type of crazy red and black and white design uh, and painting. So she's like, Oh fuck. She was just like, <gasps> she probably like wet herself with ex- excitement. <laughs> So she ended up hanging that on her wall and just kind of looking at it. And then we see uh, Christian um, driving down the road uh, with his trailer. And uh, that was the end of the movie. But man, overall, man, this movie was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I watched it twice and still forgot some shit. But um, if you got HBO Max, it's uh, it's streaming on there. But yeah, this movie was fucking just amazing. 
Uh, it budgeted it, the budget was forty four million, and it boxed office uh, one hundred fifty five point two million dollars. So went way over, the, made what they uh, made back what they spent and more. So and the awesome director film. said there there will be a sequel. Oh, there is. Yeah, it's in the works. Okay, good. Um, he was the one that did Warrior, right? Is that what yeah. he directed? Yeah, uh, I don't know if the sequel's happening right away because I know he's turning Warrior into a series. What? All right, uh, brothers. What was that one? Was that? Oh, it was that's a Spider Man? Spider Man in that one? I don't know. It says it's in Hindi language. I don't no, think I don't, so. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> I don't think it's that one. Uh, Pride and Glory, Miracle, Tumbleweeds. I don't even know what this stuff is. Oh, they're just short films and everything. Uh, yeah, The Accountant and The Way Back. Oh, he did that one. I never see that one. I wanted to see that basketball one. With, uh, uh, ben Affleck. Yeah. Did you see that one? No, I heard. I heard it was pretty decent. But not a lot of basketball in it. More, more of a drama. Oh, that was a basketball film. That was a reason because uh, Theo watched it and he wasn't sure. Oh, uh, the movie Brothers. Um, it says it's the Indian remake of Warrior, the one with um, um, what's his nuts? Um, ben- Venom, Bane, <laughs> Tom Hardy, uh, and uh, what's Mad his Max. Name? Yeah, no, he's not Mad Max. Tom Hardy and uh, what's his name? Owen Lars from Obi-Wan. What the hell's that guy's name? Um, you guys know uh, uh, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, yeah, that was his uh, name. <laughs> that one. I guess uh, Brothers is a remake. Hmm, I'm to seek out this film. But, uh, yeah, everyone, that was the account. If you've got HBO Max, it's uh, streaming on there. Uh, all right, Bry, you're up. All right. Uh, I think it just had its uh, 35th anniversary, so we're going to do the movie uh, White Man Can't Jump, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. I have not seen that movie in a million years. The only thing I remember was when uh, Rosie Perez was thirsty. <laughs> That's the only part I remember the film. She, she wasn't talking about a glass of water either. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that one next uh, next time. And we won't we won't come back a month later. Uh, we'll we'll uh, get that one out of the way really soon. But uh, yeah, with that, everyone come back. Uh, oh, do we do recommendations on this one or the other one? I don't know. Uh, streaming recommendations. Yeah, this one. All right. Um, I was watching this uh, yesterday. It's uh, also on HBO Max. Um, Lone Survivor. If you guys haven't seen that one, um, check. Did we do that one? Not yet. Oh, okay. We well, about it. yeah, Lone Survivor. Everyone, <laughs> watch that one. It's on uh, HBO Max. Uh, mine is I'm 
I finally got to the new season of Stranger Things, and I am seven episodes in, and I am enjoying it. I am enjoying the new characters added. Some of it already got spoiled to me, but it's okay. I'm I'm still enjoying the season. Only one thing was spoiled to me, and it's it's all over the place. When Eddie was doing Master of Puppets, other than that, I didn't know anything about it. So I, I was like, okay, just all the spoilers were away. Um, but it was a good season. I, I thought this was it, but apparently we're getting season five. So yeah, season it, five will be the last. And I heard it's gonna be shorter too. So I think they're doing that. the I think they're doing the Game of Thrones uh, sh- shorter episode, uh, shorter amount of episodes, but longer. Okay. Well, I, I hope mean, so. We'll, we'll, we'll I, see. I liked these long episodes. I mean, I wanted more, but they only gave us nine episodes. So, but yeah, definitely check out. Yeah, Stranger Things season four and Lone Survivor. So, but with that, everyone, uh, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, shoot on over to thehorrorreturns.com dot com. Dealing with everything. Links to all the shows. Uh, links to Patreon. Become a Patreon, and I don't know the rules in that one. Follow us on Facebook, uh, join the Facebook group, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I believe. Are you running that one or is Lance doing that? that that's that's all Lance. You won't be seeing this guy <laughs> doing no TikToks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and shoot on over to T Public and uh, pick up a T-shirt. Uh, more designs coming. Just don't know when and everything, but. Yeah, so with that, everyone, just be safe out there and uh, come back next week for uh, White Men Can't Jump. And uh, yeah, with that, just be safe out there and party on. Be good to each other.